Women Taking the Lead, Episode 99. By getting up every day, by doing the hustle, getting yourself out of bed, getting up again and again, even though yesterday you had 10 clients counsel, just be dedicated and base your worth on that dedication is, for me, an essential part of, of my success story. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to get the solutions to your top five leadership challenges. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Welcome to Women Taking the Lead. I'm excited to be bringing you the male perspective today. This podcast isn't just about women helping women. It's my philosophy that it's going to take both genders working together to see more women stepping up as leaders. We can gain a lot of insights from men, so I interview men who work with women around their leadership development. And as our guest today, we have Carl Brooks, who helps coaches get clear, get visible, and get clients through heart-centered entrepreneurship so that they enjoy freedom and wealth. Carl believes that clarity is crucial to business success. His mission is to help coaches build a solid business that fully reflects their vision, skill set, and strengths to attract the right customers. Carl has more than 20 years experience in marketing and communication in the UK and the Netherlands, working for major companies like Air France and British Telecom. He is also a certified life coach and motivational speaker. So Carl, thank you so much for coming on the show today and tell us a little bit more about you so everyone has a good sense of who they're listening to right now. Sure. Well, thank you so much, Jody. It's a pleasure to be here today and uh, with your folks, with your tribe. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm uh, Carl Brooks. was born in Exeter in the United Kingdom. It's an old Roman town on the south coast. It's actually a very beautiful place uh, next to the beach and some beautiful nature reserves. And I'm the son of a football manager and yeah, son of, of a housewife mother. And when I was 21, after I, I graduated, I went to work for a French bank for, for a year to working away from England onto the continent and made my way up into the Netherlands in 1992. So I've been here now for the most part of my adult life and I love it here. It's very, a very beautiful country. Wow. You went from one gorgeous place to live to another. (laughs) Yeah. I think I swapped Big Ben for tulip fields. (laughs) (laughs) I think you won out on the exchange. I did. I did. I did. All right, Carl, to start off with, tell us a story about a woman who's impacted you as a leader. I think when I think of who's really impacted me, has made a huge difference, not just to me as a person, but in my business, it would have to be a beautiful lady in Los Angeles called Jennifer Jimenez. And she is the daughter of Mary Morrissey. And maybe some of your listeners may know, uh, Mary is the, the, the founder of uh, the, the Dream Coaching Foundation. And Jennifer was, uh, I pulled her in about six months ago to really mentor me uh, in my business and to bring up my skill set, particularly on the sales side of things, because I found that in order to be a coach and to attract clients, now you have to do it on a on a heart a heart centered base, particularly particularly when you're uh, doing life coaching or business coaching. 
this is not the place to be salesy. You have to do it from your heart. And I enlisted her because I'd seen her in um, actually on a live seminar in Los Angeles. And I really loved her style. And I really loved her message of serving people uh, and not selling to them, but serving them and making sure that they are, that, that you listen and to what their heart is trying to tell you, not the fear, and pull out of them what their heart wants to do and where they want to go and really support them in, in that decision process. So I brought her in and for six months we worked very hard together and she really, really fine-tuned and helped me to master the, the skill of uh, enrollment, which is really what her speciality is. Yeah. Wow. And Carl, I don't want to say you're unique because there are other men out there who do this, but it's always interesting for me when I hear of men who hire women to help develop them in areas that you typically think of men being strong in. Yeah. So what was it about Jennifer that that had her stand out from the crowd and had you think like she's the one I need to be working with? Well, for starts, she had a whole series of clients who were, you know, high flyers in the industry. And I was attracted to that and the fact that they were really praising her. And and then I saw her in action. And I just saw the way that she, she mesmerized me, the way that she was able to take what people were saying to her, to summarize it back to them from on an emotional level, connecting with them, and at the same time, just supporting them, holding a space, holding this energetic space during the, yeah, for want of a better word, sales conversation, so that mm -hmm. she was literally serving them, holding them, moving them forward, and reflecting back to them that, hey, you know, this is just your fear talking now, but what is this other part of you that was talking to me five minutes ago that was that really wants to move forward? So this, this, these, obviously, the, the skills and techniques which he's mastered after many, many years, and Although it was a skill set, it, it came across as extremely empowering and nurturing. And eventually, that's the way that we want to, to serve our clients anyway, to, to move them through our programs so that they come out the other side empowered and uh, invigorated and uh, with more self-trust and belief. Yeah, or anyone in our life, like to have that skill. That's amazing. It sounds like, you know, she had really honed the the skill and the craft of listening, like really, really listening, yeah. you know, and holding the space, not just for um, actually holding the space for what people really want and who they truly were, as opposed to what was holding them back and what they were afraid of. Exactly, exactly. And, and then obviously honoring that fear um, by allowing it to be there, but speaking to the other part. So it was it obviously it takes a lot of skill and practice to, to do that. And we worked together over a long period of time because it's certainly uh, a, an aside to my background, um, but it's become now this huge uh, core of, of my business. I mean, having, having the skill to be able to listen to people, as you just said, is so important for men and for women when you are, enrolling and attracting people into your 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 work, into your programs, which inevitably will will serve them. So it's it's an important skill to master. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
And with this is a great segue because I'm curious, um, because you do work with women, um, if there's a trend that you see out there um, in regards to what's holding women back, right? I see so many women who are holding themselves back from stepping up as leaders. Um, and I see what I see, but I'm curious if, if there's something in particular that you see that holds women back. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's one thing which has been a trend for the last couple of years, and that is um, women seeking the, the the help and the camaraderie uh, and even um, sales, as it were, of other women. So you see these groups of women forming, which is great, which is really, really wonderful. But it's not the complete picture. So for me, uh, when I see uh, groups of women forming on Facebook and I try to get myself invited, but I'm not allowed in, I'm <laughs> thinking to myself, <laughs> come on, guys. I mean, I, there's so much value that – because men are growing as well. And it's not just women that are that are getting more empowered and, and changing and, and evolving. Men are doing the same thing too. So – I just think sometimes that if women stay in their own group, then they are missing out so much other involvement and development that's occurring in the world. And uh, I think that's such, such a shame. So, yes, I do encourage women to work together and to collaborate together because I think that's wonderful because, you know, let's, if that's a, but it's, it's a starting point. It's a foundation. It's not an end point. It's not a destination. I, I would like to see and encourage uh, women to to see that there is a kind of a hole in the market staring us all mm. right at the face. It's like, right. <laughs> okay, step into, step into a female group, great, and, and, and evolve yourself. But what happened, what would happen if you really took the lead and started something that was either for men and women or just for men? I don't know. Mix it up a little. Mix it up a little. And use your you know, newfound belief in yourself and, and leadership skills to really uh, burst, no, break the bubble, as it were, and and allow everyone to step in because everyone has everything to offer. It's not about your 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 your, your sex or your background. I, th I think we should encourage everyone to work to work together. So allowing, I think more is more openness to other other groups of people as well. Mm -hmm. So being more inclusive rather than the, this, um, what, and I see it occurring as well, this, this, I don't want to say exclusivity because that makes it sound like it's something luxurious. It's not, yeah. it, you know, but it's like, this is, this is private just for us. Um, and, you know, I see some of the groups that you're talking about where, you know, it's not like a um, women who've been battered by men group. Right. right. Where they they don't want men in the group. These are like entrepreneurial or, you know, um, activity based groups where it's it's women only. And, you know, I do see that as well, where it can it can be like a, just us, not you, nobody else feel to it. And that can be very limiting. Yeah, absolutely. That's what that's why I've, I've noticed. Yeah. Yes. And clearly we're, we're on the same page because even though I have this podcast called Women Taking the Lead, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hey, I'm like, hey, <laughs> let's have the guys, you know, weigh in yeah. and let, let's talk to them because they have something to offer. And, you know, you, there is something missing, I feel, when you don't have both genders at least represented. I mean, it doesn't have to be half and half, but let, let, let's have some representation from both sides. Yeah, that's true. And that's absolutely true. And what, and what I found is inevitable 
possibly there is a missing link somewhere. And I think that's why a lot of women approach me for maybe a different perspective, a different angle on things, a different take on things, or just to act as a soundboard uh, outside of the, yeah, what they're used to and out of the familiar. So, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. And Carl, what have you learned from the women you've mentored? What I've learned, I think, well, I've learned many things, but there's one thing that comes to mind immediately. And that is, uh, as I've embraced my own target audience, which are mostly women between the age of 40 and 55, I've been exposed to a lot of intuition. (laughs) And a lot of women telling me, well, you know, it doesn't feel right and this and that. And and I'm much more of, no, what's logical, I'll do that. And working with women has really helped me to become more in touch with my intuition. I certainly now, when I am starting a new project or I'm working with people, I certainly start to listen a little bit more to my intuition. And I found that more recently, I've started to make a few decisions based on this feel good or feel not good factor. Um, and that's that's really kind of added an extra dimension to to my work and to my business. So I'm really grateful for that, for for the development of the intuition. Yeah. Yeah. It's more of a holistic approach where you still use the logic side of you, but you're also taking into account like emotions and how you're feeling about things and just things that you're sensing in the environment and picking up on gives you a little more information to ultimately make a final decision. Yeah, and I think it's absolutely to, to make that final decision is really important to get to get uh, inspiration from multiple sources uh, and be receptive to you know this type of uh, f- frequency or resonance so that you so that at least I'm able to make a more informed decision than just based on uh, uh, experience alone, which doesn't always help entrepreneurs to take. Um, to take risks. So we have to really uh, look a lot broader than just what's what's on a spreadsheet before we make a decision. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and I think, you know, the whole concept of intuition is coming into its day because I remember when I went through my coach certification training, and this was, gosh, six, six years ago, sure. just, just about six years ago. And one of my instructors was talking about intuition. And I was like, yeah, I'm in the world of corporate, <laughs> you know, <laughs> business. And, you know, although I get intuition and I'd love to dive more into it. And I did. I'm like, how do I translate this? How do I bring this back? And she said, you know, people are more hungry for it than you know. And she was right. You know, I did change some of the language, right? So I could um, have an open conversation with somebody about it without saying, you know, your intuitive feelings, you know, it would be like, well, what does your gut instinct tell you? And I think that, you know, like men tend to be okay with that term. What does your gut tell you? What's your gut feeling on this? Whereas women would be like, what does your heart tell you? It's all it's all the same stuff, right? Right. It's it's just the internal feeling we have. But I I just got better at translating it for people. And then they would have open conversations about it and then would be eagerly asking for more. And it just got to the point where I would be like, okay, this is gonna sound woo-woo, but I'm gonna just gonna say it the way I'm thinking it. And put it out there. And we would end up having these like amazing conversations. And I found that because we could call it what it was and get right to the point, they actually learn to utilize their intuition yeah. much better. And we could talk about it in a coaching session. Yeah. Um, and, and that just get like we were talking about, just gave them a whole other layer 
of information that they could use to make their final decision. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. And I also, I think that's really great that you're able to add this extra layer to, to people's skill set. And the, the other thing that I've also found is what I find help, helping in my coaching is when I say, well, what, what's this, what does this situation ask from you? What does it ask from you? And that puts people on a different kind of track in terms of the getting away from logic and to, okay, it asks me to perhaps um, believe more in myself or they, they're, they're, their perception of, of what they have to do is then widened and they have a little bit more room to make a decision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love those questions that make people like just pause. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. They have to process. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And Carl, what changes do you see that are necessary for more women to step up as leaders? I think not to be afraid to get in front of a camera to put themselves out there. Um, <laughs> this whole <laughs> getting visible thing is amazing because um, it's, it's probably one of the main things that I help uh, my clients with is getting visible. And I'm not talking about the picture postcards that everyone puts on Facebook. Oh, look at me. I'm so happy. And here I am on holiday. No, I'm talking about you know, taking a stand for something because a lot of women you know, they, they, they do take a stand for things. They do believe in things. And yet that you don't always have to put on a happy face to, to step into that and own that. Um, sometimes just a, a, a 30 second video on a subject that you, that is very dear to you and, and maybe a, appeal to someone to, or your audience to, to do something about it is so, impactful. Um, and I think that leadership and impact go hand in hand. So um, I, I see a lot of, of the, what I see is, is a lot of women who kind of, kind of stay in the same kind of theme in terms of um, uh, having these glossy photos and just posting things which are kind of on the surface. But I think that I think a lot of women would, would benefit from actually standing in what they what they truly believe in and, and, and taking a stand for that and coming out with that, um, whether it's some kind of movement or a revolution <laughs> that they want, mm-hmm. or just something small that they'd like to see changed in the world, or, or, or a charity that, that would be benefited by something. So get in front of the camera is not just about uh, giving a quote of the day, or it, it's about uh, standing in your worth and standing in what you believe in and the change that you want to make in the world. So I think getting visible with all of these examples I've given you is certainly something I would like to see a lot of women leaders do, if that makes sense. Yes. I I think, you know, when we talk, I'm thinking, um, you know, with public speaking, men and women both, you know, have their feelings on that. But when it comes to video, I wonder if it's more women who have an issue with that because women have all these expectations on themselves about the way they look and they appear, you know, and it's hard enough to have your picture taken, but then when you have video and you see yourself in living color and you can hear yourself and see yourself move. I remember when I was in a group coaching program um, around my business and this was years ago and um, my coach you know, in one segment was like, all right, we're going to do video. So you all have to take your phones and create a one minute video and bonus points for posting it on Facebook. And I remember (laughs) 
sitting on, you know, because this was like a webcast. I remember like being muted and just sitting there thinking, no, 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 no. Because it was horrifying, horrifying the thought of doing that. Now I've, I've, I've overcome that. I've, I've done a lot of video, not probably not as much as I should be. But now we're moving into a whole new arena, which is live stream with Periscope and Facebook live stream being very popular right now. So there is this opportunity and a need um, for people to, you know, do more video because people connect. They do. And and people also see beyond the facade. I mean, really, people don't care what you're wearing. You do, but the audience doesn't. And the way your hair is flopping today, people don't care. They, <laughs> they just see the message. I remember once I was recently interviewed uh, on Skype and um, I forgot to close one of the doors behind me. So um, the, the Skype film was, was done with this, my door open. And in the door was um, not only my ironing board and my iron, but a big um, it's like plastic uh, basket, as it were, of washing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did I care? No. Did I ask to, could I just go over and close the door because you can see more washing? No, because... I knew that my message was more important. And this is really what I want to instill with you. And actually, it probably adds a little bit more credibility if right. you have these things going on around. You know, I mean, you know, this, we're not all Stepford wives out there or Stepford husbands. Um, we, we like a little bit of quirkiness and something that shows us like, hey, you're human too. Wow. Mm-hmm. You've, got, you've got dirty washing and an ironing, ironing board as well. Oh, my God. So, yeah. I, I would encourage people to, particularly women uh, who are uh, often uh, perfectionists, um, to kind of let down their guard and, uh, as a result, let, let the rest of us in because it's really about it. Really is about your message, absolutely. It is true. You make such a great point that if everything is too perfect, you lose credibility. Yeah. Right. Not just as a business owner, but I know people who don't have businesses, but I'm friends with them on Facebook and their life is just so wonderful, according to Facebook. Right. And you know that. um, And I've heard other people comment on it, too. Like their life's too perfect. Like something something's up. Yeah. Right. Because we don't believe in the perfect life because we know we're all human. It's a little messy. Things don't always go according to plan. We have our off days. So when people are being real. Now I'm not saying you got to, you know, throw your dirty laundry up on the screen or anything like that, but <laughs> right, allow life to be a little bit messy, even on Facebook. Yeah. Um, you know, p- those are the um, posts that I see that get the most engagement, not when people are complaining per se, but they're, you know, just kind of sharing in a spirit of like, Oh, you know, this is life. Yeah. Look, look what happened. Yeah. Ha ha. You know, that's that so sort of true. Thing. And if anything, that's, as you said, that's probably the the type of of post or, or that that would that would allow you to connect with your audience the most. Um, I recently did a photo shoot in. Uh, I had a suit and tie on, and I was you know, posing around and trying to come across, and I was like this big business coach star and being really serious. And I had a couple of photos where I sneezed and laughed and was jumping up and down and just shaking it all off. And eventually, all of those photos ended up into various posts not serious ones (laughs) because they're the ones that got the most um feedback and the most uh, positive reactions and also the ones that i felt 
more connected with myself uh, yeah. from an authentic point of view. So, uh, yeah, just go for it. And just be clear on your intention when you're doing it. And the rest really doesn't matter. As long as your intention is pure and good and honest, uh, people, uh, people, you know, they, they also very forgiving too. You know, when we slip up on our words or we don't stop the recording, just keep going because people are very, very forgiving. And they don't even notice those, that type of stuff. Mm, amen. And Carl, what is one thing that you're working on right now that you're really excited about? I am so excited. I'm working on my second retreat. Uh, it's a business retreat for women, uh, mostly actually from the States and the UK, a few from Australia and South Africa, joined us last year in October in Tuscany in Italy for a week-long <sighs> transformational adventure, really, uh, where we take these women away from their daily distractions and the kids pulling on their dresses and whatever. And we got them, mostly coaches, to Tuscany to spend seven amazing days together. And we looked at the business clarity, getting their vision clear. What, what is the business they want to create and why? We worked on how to generate the client skill set to really enroll the clients and also get the whole marketing down. So how can they bring clients in whilst they're sleeping 24-7? How can they make that whole marketing engine work for themselves from a heart-centered place so that they can, when they open their, their, their uh, calendars or their inboxes the, the next morning, that they, they see the clients coming in ready for, for uh, coaching sessions. And it was such an amazing week. We also went around the whole of Tuscany uh, for a couple of days, uh, have on side trips, and we had a blast. We had a blast. And we didn't count a single calorie, people. We just enjoyed the <laughs> finer things in life. We gave ourselves permission to do that, and it was just fantastic. So I'm organizing it again. I'm really excited. Uh, we have this uh, exclusive retreat right in the middle of Tuscany. It's called Campiglione, and I'm working on, on that now. And if people want to find out about it, they can go to eatpraylearn.com, eatpraylearn.com, find all information and also lots of testimonials from the people that were there. Uh, so you don't just have to hear me talking about it, uh, but you can hear from their mouths what they, what they thought of it and how it's helped them to move on. So, yes, I'm excited. <laughs> yes. And if you're a coach, you are going to want to go check this out because I saw the site and it, there are some beautiful pictures. And, you know, my philosophy is that if you can go and work on your business and take a vacation all at the same time, amen, do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. We'll take good care. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And Carl, share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. Yeah. So I have a number of these and it's very difficult then just to hone it down to one. But there is one that comes to mind that I find that helps me on a regular basis to stay out of overwhelm. And I think this might be interesting for your, for your audience as well. It's a, it's a beautiful quote from Elizabeth Gilbert, of all people, from her new book, Magic. And this quote, it's was tucked away halfway down a page. It just jumped out of me. It says, base your worth, not on your failure or successes, but on your dedication to your path. And I find that so beautiful because there are days where, you know, maybe I didn't have a good day. Maybe I didn't get the number of clients coming in. Maybe I wasn't able to serve people the way that I wanted to. Some, maybe something would have happened. Um, 
And it's very easy to fall into, oh, oh that must mean that uh, I, I'm not good or I didn't do well or, oh, God. So I just love this sentence of basing your worth not on your failure or successes but on the dedication to your path. So by getting up every day, by doing the hustle, getting yourself out of bed, getting up again and again, even though yesterday you had 10 clients counsel, just be dedicated and base your worth on that dedication is, for me, uh, an essential part of, of my success story and how I uh, empower other coaches and, and my clients to do exactly the same. So I hope that serves. I love that, Carl. Thank you for sharing that because I find failure and success are so ambiguous mm -hmm. and we're constantly judging ourselves based on are we going in the direction of failure or success, but the criteria we come up with is so arbitrary, yeah. you know, and is usually based on what other people want yes. or what we think we should want. Um, but your path is so personal. Yes, it is. And you know whether or not you're moving in that direction. And I love that, your dedication to your path. Yeah, I've even put the word dedication to my path on the, my vision board. And that's at the top. And that really keeps me kind of in check and on track um, and keeps me in balance. So, uh, yeah, I really encourage people to, uh, uh, yeah, to, to honor their dedication. Mm. And I find for myself when I have a long to-do list of tasks, right? I got to write a blog. I've got to do oh, yeah. this. I got to create some pictures. I have to <laughs> plan and prepare and, oh, presentation and a PowerPoint and a workbook, blah, 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 blah. Right. It all feels yuck, yeah. you know, just like work I have to do. But when I think about, well, what am I trying to cause yeah. here and what is my mission? Yeah. You know, then the work is just a part of it. Yeah. And I find I, I have more freedom and more enjoyment around the core. It doesn't feel like work anymore. No, that's so true. That's so true. And and inevitably, you you are things are going to work out differently than you expected. But uh, that's just part of the game. That's just part of the game. And it, it really is about um, keep going, picking yourself up. And the, like you said, these, these long to-do lists that we all have, uh, <laughs> I try to keep mine to an absolute minimum. I, I, I make a list of at least three a day. I, I've actually brought them back from 20 to three because I'd rather look at three things than at a list of 20 that I'm not going to get done. <laughs> <laughs> More good advice. <laughs> Thank you for that. And Carl, you've been wonderful. So tell us how this community can connect with you. Sure. Well, thank you. Well, everyone can connect with me at, uh, well, my website, which is, has my namesake, carlbrooks.com, carlbrooks.com. Uh, you can find out about my events, about the retreat. Uh, you can find about my coaching. Uh, and just generally check out my blog, what I write about, and hit the contact button. If uh, you want to reach out to me and we can connect, it'd be great. Awesome. And for those of you listening who are, you know, on your run or driving in the car, don't worry about trying to remember all of this because you can find all the links and the resources shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com or you can use the short link, which is womentl.com. Carl, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. We are all better for having met you. Thank you. I'm honored. It's a pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. Were you inspired to take some action today, but maybe don't know where to start? 
Or maybe you have so many great ideas you can't decide where to focus your attention. Don't let stress or overwhelm stop you from having the career, the business, or the life you want to live. Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash coaching or use the short link womentl.com forward slash coaching to sign up for a consultation with me. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson, so here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.